1: Welcome to episode three of Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, round two in the books for the late model stock cars, round one in the books for the super late models. Two finish line or two photo finishes in both races at Hickory Motor Speedway a week and a half ago, where Carson quapple passed Matt Craig on the final lap to win his first career super late model race. Matt Craig led the first ninety nine laps, uh, but a heated battle in the last couple of laps where Carson quapple was able to muster around and get a around matt craig for his first win and then in the nightcap the late model stock cars uh two-time champion bobby mccarty held off tyler matthews in another photo finish we actually have tyler matthews in studio we're going to talk to him a little bit later but we want to go to and we want to recap the finish in the last three laps of the late model stock car courtesy of pit road media and tony stevens
2: McCarty pretty smooth off turn number two that last time and that's what it's going to boil down to and we've got a problem in turn number four Jack Wood is around Jessica Cann is around oh my gosh with oh three lines to go this thing is going to get interesting oh boy if I'm Tyler Matthews. I need the restart of my career right
0: here. And if I'm Bobby McCarty, you need the same to get away from car 41. Let's find out who can execute the best as they make their way through turns 3 and 4. The Solid Rock Carrier's pace car heads to the pit lane through the KRC Power Steering restart zone. McCarty gets the jump.
2: Matthews is right there underneath him as they head through turns 1 and 2. Yeah, but it was a good start for Bobby McCarty, and now he wants a car length. He wants a car length and a half. Well, he'll take a foot and a half right now off that front bumper of Matthews into turn number 3. Matthews. Matthews looks to the low side. We've got two laps to go here
0: at Hickory. You know those Lee McCall cars have a bunch of forward drive when it comes down to the end of the race. Here is Matthews. There you saw McCarty slip slightly on the edge of turn
2: two. This time I white flag, the leader side-by-side, a side lap number 149. McCarty on the high side. Matthews down low into turn number one the final time. Matthews slides to the low side, looking to the inside. McCarty up top into turn number three. What will happen into turn number three? A little bit of contact up the racetrack goes McCarty. Here comes Matthews down low, dirt tracking it. Bobby McCarty for the third time is your winner ah. here at Hickory Motor Speedway. They bounce off each other after the checkered flag. Two for two tonight here at Hickory in photo finishes. Out of the race car, Bobby McCarty is a Solid Rock
0: Carriers Cars Tour winner for the first time in 2021.
3: Well, I had to ask this question to Carson Quapple and you pretty much get the same question. What happened those last three laps? Uh, you know, we uh, I kind of got out of my my original plan there. Uh, Looney got out front and got going really fast, and uh, he got really far out. And the plan was to wait till lap 100, but I started to really worry that we weren't going to have a caution. So... Uh I went on and went, even though I I felt, you know, in the back of my head, I kept telling myself it was too soon, Um, but I I wanted to make sure, I've lost a race this year already from having to run somebody down from too far, so uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, he was within reach so I got close enough and uh, backed off so uh, we could just have something there and you know, we just got a little too tight, um, and, and and Tyler could get through the center better, but we could we could get him coming out. Um, really appreciate Tyler. Uh, he he could have just drove through me, give me a little bump, and 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 made a race of it. Um, I appreciate that. That was that was good hard racing. Um, I just got to thank all these guys, man. Uh, Solid Rock Carriers, Kirk Autos by Nelson, BRCC, uh, BTS Turn Wheel. All these guys over here, they they busted their tail this weekend, man, and, and I'm glad I could I could pull the job off of them.
0: Oh, We have found the runner up Tyler Matthews and uh, Bobby McCarty gave you quite the compliments that it was good hard racing.
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I knew we had a fast car. We probably had the car to beat right there. Might have rode a little too far back, but uh, we were coming right there with three to go and we got that caution and man. uh, it was fun fun hard racing that's for sure yes sir and uh man nobody wants to drive like if i was in bobby's position i wouldn't want anybody to go in there and clean me out i mean obviously we had the opportunity we could have but figured at least give him a chance to get it up off of four and just wasn't enough today but uh we'll go home take some notes get back uh, to the shop get ready to go to orange county see if we can't go win 35.
1: As you say that, when you think forward to the next race at Orange, what will you come in from this performance that will help you there?
4: Yeah, it's definitely a confidence booster. Uh, we run the tour the last two years. We're doing a little part-time deal this year. Uh, We've struggled. I mean, at best we were getting top tens running our own uh, family-run team, but we partnered up with uh, Lee here to run some races and he brought a really good race car. We hacked on that thing all weekend long to get the long-run speed out of it. And Honestly, when we qualified fifth right there, it was a big surprise to all of us. We, We knew we had the long run speed but uh get to get that good of a starting position it just makes it so much easier to save tires so big confidence
1: booster will carry that momentum into orange county and see what we can do there and that was tyler matthews we'll talk to him a little bit more in depth here um after our first segment and we'll talk to him about all of those things that were brought up uh running for lee mccall here in 2021 in a part-time deal um talk about um what decisions were made in order to do that, and we'll talk to him about what it's going to take to win $30,000. Recapping the late model race, again, 24 late models at Hickory Motor Speedway. Again, Bobby McCarty the winner, Tyler Matthews second, Sam Butler third, Deke McCaskill fourth, Daniel Silvestri fifth, Jonathan Finley sixth. Minnie Tyrell, seventh. William Cox, the third, finished eighth. Caden Honeycutt and Justin Johnson round out the top 10. Had five leaders, six lead changes. Um, Tyler Matthews led a handful of laps. Recapping the super late model race again, Carson Quapple, the winner. Matt Craig, second. Ryan Moore, third. TJ Duke, fourth. Garrett Hall, fifth. Justin Kreider, sixth. Ben Road finished seventh. Michael Rich, eighth. Jeff Batten, ninth. Jacob Perry rounding out the top 10. One lead change between two drivers, that lead change came on the final lap when Carson Quapel passed Matt Craig for the win. Caution is out here for the first time on Stickered Up. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, Sticker Up, and we'll be back with Tyler Matthews and his crew chief, Doug Barefoot, after the break. Stickered
5: Stickered Up, up. official podcast of the Cars Tour. (laughs) Delivery. the Cars Tour. Oh.
0: Hit the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.TV. That's PitRow.TV. Don't change that channel.
5: Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast.
0: Race Cars building championship race cars, provider of championship-winning late model stock chassis. RNS services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RS today at 336 213 736 That's 336 213 736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336- 213 736 South Boston, Virginia.
3: This is Bobby McCarty, driver the number twenty-two Solid Rock Carriers Toyota, you're listening to Stickered Up podcast.
1: Green flags back out here, Stickered Up, episode three of 2021. Special guest Tyler Matthews in studio. He's also brought his uh, crew chief, Doug Barefoot. You want to say hello? Hello. <laughs> Tyler, welcome to Stick It Up. Yes,
4: sir. Uh, glad that you could reach out and have us here on the show today and uh, talk about a little late model stock action.
1: Well, i tell you what. Now that you've had about a week and a half to reflect on Hickory um, and, and what happened, would you have done anything different? Uh, that's
4: easy to <laughs> say, yeah. I mean, you could ask me that night if I'd have done it different and answer probably would have been, yeah. But at the end of the day, I still feel like we did the right thing there. Uh, you play that little sound clip. Uh, the call there at the end of the race that was a great call uh but i almost know it word for word i've watched it every night when i went to bed so uh it's right there in the back of my mind all the time uh that close to getting your first car store win but we had a hell of a weekend and and, you know lee mccall and those guys they brought an awesome race car and really uh looking forward to what we're going to do the rest of the season with those guys and moving forward on to orange county the big race there um if there's any time to have momentum this is the time to have it so
1: Absolutely, and and one thing that I wanted to dive into, we'll talk a little bit about, is you know, like you mentioned, um, you you've run, you were a tour twelve member in twenty twenty, uh, with a family owned team. Uh, your way, your racing background goes back to your Xfinity stuff, um, and then getting back to the local stuff. But talk a little bit about what went into the thought process of of basically saying, hey, we need to do something different. And how did you reach out to Lee McCall to make that all happen? Yeah, that's
4: right. Um, So, obviously, family-run background. uh, It's the first time we've rented cars is this year. Uh, But, you know, running the local – your local deal, the NASCAR stuff. I mean, we won state championships, track championships, and I think, what, uh, 19? I think 19 was the first year I run the full tour. We were looking. It's like, what can we do, what we're doing? We kind of got it down to a T. We can go win local races, win track championships, state championships, that kind of thing. We're like – the best thing going on at the time, and for now, uh, it's definitely the Cars tour. Is like, well, uh, it's certainly going to be a challenge. So 19, we uh, took our car, family-owned team deal, went to run the tour in 19. Uh, ended up finishing fifth in points. Nothing spectacular that year. We kind of just were very consistent. Miss Rex top tended to, to death. Uh, took advantage of some other people's misfortune. Come out over the fifth place finish. So certainly a little momentum there. Family run team coming out fifth in points. No real great runs to kind of hang your hat on and say, you know, we can run with these guys. I mean, the back of my mind the whole time I knew we could run up front car store racing. Um, but, I mean, it's the best in the business. So then going into 20, uh, more of the same family run deal. Um, we just we got behind somewhere in between 19 and 20 uh, i don't know that we got behind we just didn't get better in the whole tour everybody got better um we started getting caught up in more of those wrecks that we missed the year before and just didn't have the finishes that we wanted so uh going into the last race of the year i believe it was uh, greenville pickens the big race we we're like look what we're doing is not working uh if we've seen a post on facebook lee had posted he was looking for anybody that wanted to ride one of his cars we're like well if we were ever going to do it lee mccall's a man down there at greenville pickens so uh, we put together a deal to run that 30,000 race. It didn't go quite quite as good as we expected. Uh, I think they had the weekly deal down there figured out on those kind of tires, but the car store, it's, just, it's a different tire. It's such a different deal. Competition's a lot better. So, uh, went down there. We didn't run the best, but I think it made Lee really hungry to come back because uh, they won with the 41 car they won the uh very first championship the cars tour that first year so he knew he could do it and you know right there in the back of my mind the whole time i'm like man we could run up front with these guys and we got in some a little bit better equipment so uh you know with lee he we talked about maybe running the 400 down at florence and it just didn't line up with our schedule so he's like hey let's run the icebreaker so went down there run the icebreaker uh and that's kind of where it started we we had plans to run the cars tours like that's what we want to do this year we we're going to run a little little bit of a limited schedule we we're not going to commit full-time because i think every one of my friends is getting married this year so i'm in a pile of weddings so there's a couple races that we didn't really want to go to and then didn't really match up good with the schedule so we got with lee there we we're going to run a limited schedule well we started down there at florence and uh man we didn't have the finish that we I felt like we should have, but I put us behind the eight ball there in qualifying. I mean, we qualified deep in the pack, but we had a really fast race car, um, and that's a big place saving tires, running the top, run the bottom. So we left there. Uh, I think they had a restart there at the end. We were running for like fourth or fifth, and I tried to put it three wide off of four, caught the inside wall, we ended up finishing like eleventh, and probably should have had a top five finish easily. Uh, I think we ended up running like the second fastest lap time of the race. I don't think anyone had anything for McCombie there, but we could have made it interesting on a restart. So we took that momentum, went to Hickory, same car, uh, similar racetracks, got to save tires, kind of, it's going to be a a conservation race and took that momentum. Weren't, we never set the world on fire in practice, um, by any means. I think we were 18th, 19th all weekend. Um, You know and then come qualifying i think we stickered up we run like a 39 in final practice we went out qualifying and across the line i seen a 50 and at hickory the board apparently doesn't update right away and doug called already he's like well that wasn't a bad lap because one thing we went out like 11th and so we kind of had to gauge where the track was at we knew it slowed down he's like you run a 30 right there i thought i just thought he was messing with me i was like that wasn't bad but i didn't believe him because i saw 50 i got out the car looking at race tomorrow i was like "Huh." And then as more cars went and no one really went faster and it looked like that fifth place was going to hold up and it ended up holding up. And at that point it had clicked. Like I knew we had a shot at racing for the lead um, all weekend because we had that long run speed in the car. We knew it was there in practice. I mean, we were making 100 lap run. Like we had 100 laps on our tires and go out and make a tire run and not drop off that much. So I was certainly happy with the long run speed and then go out there, qualify fifth, just makes it that much easier saving tires. So at that point it went from we'll do everything we can to get a good finish to we might get a shot at going and racing for the lead to this deal. And I mean, we all know how that ended. We did have a shot there. Well, so Well
1: let me ask you this, because this was a hot topic at Hickory. Um, it was it was also a topic at Dillon and this has come up the last couple years with the cars tour. What was your what was your take on the tire situation? I mean, I know I know the teams that I talked to on Saturday they're sitting there they make a sticker run the last practice and they run you know what they feel is competitive and they stick her up they haven't changed the thing on the race car and they drop off two tenths just because of tires i mean do you do you see that as an issue and is that something where you've maybe you guys got a better set of tires as opposed to someone that maybe didn't yeah i mean i certainly think we saw that last year
4: in 20 uh, you had to stay on top of what tires are good and what tires weren't. It's almost the more people that made sticker runs, the better you were going to be to find that good number. Um, I mean, I mean, we saw that 19 running the tour. Some some weekends were worse than others, and some work. I mean, we, we blamed it on the car a lot, and then you put on tires, and sometimes we'd go slower. It's like, man, we've done everything we can to make this thing faster, and nothing's worked. But you never know if it was that set of tires, so uh but then getting in someone like lee's car that confidence is there it's like we haven't changed anything this thing was fast it is the tires were with our family run deal uh we scratched our heads we hadn't we didn't really have anything to lean on there but yeah hickory uh we might have hit it good because we took tires from greenville pickens the year before and that's what we started the weekend on and we started on those tires and we kind of just went with that serial number and rolled with it and uh there was a few t- points on the weekend and they asked me how the car was. I'm like, the car's not bad. I mean, our long run speed is there. You could look at what everybody would stick her up and drop off to, but we just never had that short run speed. I was like, the car's not bad. I, we're just not going to qualify good. It's what I'd come to the conclusion of. And then I started hearing the little rumors about tires and stuff, and we just stayed on the same one all weekend. It certainly wasn't the fastest short run speed, but it's what we had to race on, and uh, I think it might have helped us out there as far as uh, the speed goes at the end of the race being on that same tire the whole time and then where everybody else was on a little bit faster tire and then I kind of... Not now there was such a big thing in the way it drove, it just wouldn't be as fast. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Unless your tire specialist yeah. taking care of you, right? Yeah, yeah, old Dougie. He he uh sometimes he picks out a good set of tires sometimes he doesn't do you pick out tires
6: uh i didn't this weekend but i did draw that's why, a why we run number. so that's why we uh, ran fast you know he said so you pick drew them out. i drew the number 11. 11 yeah that got us a good tire selection that was the only so
4: uh one through ten were gone when we got out there to draw yeah and uh we were standing there and i was like well look at this doug we're not going to go out in the top ten he draws 11. That was the closest number. And I was like, well, yeah. But word are out because uh, I think there were slim pickings in the tire shed well, when i comes 11.
1: Well, again, that's why I'm asking because I remember talking to uh, Billy Chandler who does tires for Lane Riggs. And he told me he had three different serial numbers because they were further down in the line. And I mean, obviously, I didn't anybody. Slow him down. <laughs> well, well, it didn't slow him down in qualifying, but yeah. I mean, he fell like an anchor there at the end. I mean, didn't didn't have great speed, and don't know how much of that has to do with the tires or whatnot. But um, yeah, I think that's you know, obviously the podcast is stickered up, so it's it's obviously something that's a, a good term. But that was one thing that was pretty people were pretty vocal about at the racetrack at hickory and not as much at Dillon, but definitely at hickory where they felt like they just didn't have the the selection that they felt like they should for a touring series so yeah. i guess that's kind of my you know where i was going with that
4: yeah i mean don't the only thing about that is you know everybody's got the same selection i mean that's just how it goes sometimes especially the touring deal your local racetrack they just roll you for you yeah. know don't even pick them out um so i mean some of the tire stuff i think the overall raw speed makes a difference what number you get but i think at the end of the race when it comes down to uh you've run 125 laps at hickory and i don't care what tire you got as long as you got one left you're good to go yeah um but as far as that raw qualifying speed i think that probably makes a difference
1: well let me ask you this because again like you mentioned um you run some NASCAR stuff. State champion in 2019 was 2019. oh what? 2018.
6: Seventeen. Seventeen.
4: Yeah, seventeen. 17 18. 18. They're They're like you're a car. veteran. Yeah, I haven't been doing it. Well, I feel like I haven't been doing that long, but yeah. Well, I've been running late models.
6: When did you quit? Was it 13 or 14?
1: Uh,
4: might have been 14 because I had. To I take. think
1: it
6: was the beginning of 14. I quit. You bought I, the car and we started about.
1: Right. Mid- yeah. July. So a little also back- basically him retiring. Kind of that's got right. you into the yeah. Seat? Well,
4: Doug, he doesn't like to talk. He is here, but a little <laughs> background on old Doug there. uh So I was running street stock at Coastal Plains. um Are you going to go run there this year? That's the plan. We're trying okay. to put something together. Actually, getting the old car out of the barn that we
6: didn't care for. If he would have won Saturday, he was going to get to run my mini stock. But since yeah. he didn't
4: win, that's kind of I come a up a little short because I don't want to drive that thing again.
6: But so, so your reward
1: for winning the cars to a cars tour race exactly. is getting to drive Doug Barefoot's mini, mini stock. stock yeah, hey, a coastal I, and Plains. I drove
4: it the week before, and I promise you you would have finished second too. <laughs> that was, way you know how to drive. But rough. so we were looking for a late model. We wanted to make that step up to limited because you had your true late model stock at the time and your limited deal. So we want to run limited. and uh, talked to Steve Howe, parts dealer on that side of the world uh, about if he knew what a race car. He's like, yeah, I know her one. It's a little rough. The last driver has tore the whole nose off of the thing, so it needs some work. He's like, but it's a pretty good car. So my dad went down there and met with Jake, Doug's grandpa, and uh, looked at the car. And one day he picked me up and we had the trails. like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know. We're just going for a ride. So we went up there to the shop. It turns out we were looking at a late model and uh, Doug was there. I think when we looked at it, and we ended up taking it home that day. And Jake's deal, when we bought the car, he's like, yeah, I'll send Doug with you for a couple races. Because we, I mean, street stock was the most we messed yeah. with. He's like, I'll send Doug with you to kind of get you going. No he knows about the car well. I mean, it's 2021, and Doug's still going to the racetrack. We haven't figured it out yet. Yeah,
6: they can't get rid of me. But that, that was a sad day when they showed up to pick it up. I was I was pretty much in tears. That was the end of my career, uh, not by my choice, by my grandfather getting ready to retire. He was the the financial man, and he's been racing since 85. I was at my racetrack in diapers with him. Uh, that was a sad day, and then he pimped me out as a crew chief. like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm still here. That's where I'm the sixty three comes from. I've never picked the oh, really? car number.
4: Yeah. So bought the car, had sixty three on it, had Yelvertons on the side of it. I think some people called Jake that first week to run it and was like, Hey man, are you why are you sponsoring him? Like but no, we just went to the racetrack with the car. Uh had to put a nose on it. He tore that one off.
6: Yeah, thanks to uh Adam Resnick. Yeah. I'll throw that plug in there. Oh, yeah. I'll let Justin know
4: that. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, so we got that thing, and Doug come and helped us,
6: and that's where the 63 comes from. What, you're the sixth? Yeah, so my granddad, when he started, he was a five for five grandkids. He went to six when he had his sixth grandchild. I'm the third grandchild. I started on dirt with a number six, but when I moved to Asphalt, that number was taken, so I had had to pick another one. So I want to keep his number, so I'm the third grandchild, so 63. Yeah. it just stuck i'm gonna
1: tell you this is the, probably the coolest thing that we've talked about on this podcast is how you're i mean you're yeah. why,
4: why do you run the six? that's why i run the colors i run bought the car it was uh blue with fluorescent orange orange numbers We just stuck with those colors blue and orange but now you're in a black 41 yeah it's been different so i was watching that whole race right there and uh i went back and watched it sunday Really at Greenville, I was looking at pictures and I had someone take photos for me at pick, uh, Greenville Pickens. Yeah. He took some photos and I was looking through them like, I'm not, the first like five or six. I'm like, he didn't even take pictures of me. I was in a black 41. Right.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm glad I was not spotting Greenville because what we were on 250 laps. It was, it was a two. lot. Every lap he, you know, they come down straight. Yeah. I'm looking for Tyler, like, hey, you know, where's he at? Did he wreck? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what car he's in. So. Yeah. Yeah. The black, the black 41. So who spots for you now? Uh, so, Boots, uh,
4: what, Lenny? Lenny. Lenny yep. I don't even know how to say his last name, but Boots spots for me. But so he's from up north, and uh, we didn't run the first couple races of the year, and he got snowed in for Florence or something like that. And we don't, there's a big gap till Orange County. Yeah. Uh, so, this past weekend, he's like, look, I don't think I'm going to make the trip, but I got someone lined up if you're okay with that. He's like, if not, I'll come. It's like, I don't care. I mean, just a good spotter is all a request. And if he's going to find me one, then uh, I'm sure it'll be good. And so uh, Paul Griffin was on the roof for us. At Hickory and man, he caught an awesome race there at the end. I mean, I think he was just as jacked up as we were when we were starting to run Bobby down right there. Yeah. I think at one point Lee was like, "Hey, can we get some lap times?" and Paul's like, "Yeah, hold on, I'll get to that."
6: It's like, yeah, he was he was pretty pumped, man. He was he was really good at keeping Tyler smooth, keeping him calm. I on the other hand was probably you know more aggressive. As far as the hunt. you know, you you might be riding a little too far back. Paul was just, "Hey, we got this, we're good." It was a great fit. It really was. Just to listen to Paul on the radio was. Spot on.
1: It's um, it's crazy to, um, I don't think fans realize how important a spotter is for a race car driver.
4: Yeah, that was the best thing I ever did was hire a good spotter. I mean, I'd always have that crew guy that would yeah. go out there and spot, but. Very first race I ever run in a street sock Southern National. Um, my dad was on the radio. That was the last race my dad ever got a radio. Yeah, he, <laughs> he don't get a radio yeah, he, at all. He doesn't. Like, he yeah. goes down in the corner. And he gets a scanner, right? I, he no, can no, nothing, nothing.
6: nothing, nothing. He can okay.
4: he can look at the car when it goes by.
1: That's all
6: he's. If he needs to, to know something, he comes. He finds me. He said, okay. oh, where, "Where we at? Where we at? What yeah. we got?" Yeah, yeah
1: and he's. i he tell him what I want to tell. Put him. Put a race monitor me. on his phone so he can yeah, see. Yeah, he does have race monitor, and
4: I can most time when I'm on the track, I can find him. So he'll be standing in the corner, and I just catch him out the corner. So I usually know where he's at. But yeah, no, no radio for Steve. I think we were at Southern Outshot Street Stock and we run side by side with the car. And his words were not inside, not outside. It was, let him go. Just let him go. So from then on, no more radio for him because we're racing. We're not just yeah, letting people go. Right. But, but yeah, the nerves get to him. But yeah, that was the best thing I ever did. I was hire a good spotter that gives you great information because i'll get real antsy in the car if no one's in my ear yeah like i just go out there and drive that thing and if i don't have
1: anyone in my ear I'll be like hey look this is a lap run because so are, so are you one of those drivers that you don't have to have someone chirping the whole time but even if it's just li- reading a lap time yeah i get lap you time. you just need
4: something when i'm by myself it's almost lap times every lap just let me know my lap to the car in front of me or behind me just something on the back stretch like this to that i mean it just helps me stay in a rhythm if not I'm, I'm very bad about overdriving the corner and if mm-hmm. they go like two laps without saying a word i'll bury that thing off in there and then they're like hey i'm still here backing down a little yeah. bit so yeah i like i mean i don't need them to tell me what to do but i i just want them to be on the radio because like after a couple laps if they're not on there i'm like wait a second am i by myself are you still on the radio like i start looking around and i don't, usually don't run inside spot mirror so yeah that rear view mirror is pointless
1: anyway so i'm just all alone just do my own thing you're an eastern north carolina guy yep southern national Carteret, coastal plains um what's your favorite racetrack ah uh, favorite race Even, track. it might not be one of those three what's yeah. your favorite no, race we're
4: close we're i mean you're at least in the right region my favorite racetrack's probably got to be east carolina motor speedway uh super motor speedway at that i mean that's right so you got to go there uh The year I won the state championship, they ran alternate weekends with Southern National. I ended up winning the track championship at Southern National, but East Carolina, man, that place—it's a hole, and you got to get up on the wheel. I mean, it's it's late model stock racing to a T. It's door to door, beating and banging for everything you got, Um, man. (laughs) If you need to know how to move somebody, you go race there side by side. That's the only way to pass anyone at East Carolina is to move them up out of the way. I mean through one and two you it gets so tight off of two it's like a one lane racetrack but you can run three wide on entry i've done it but the other two cars do not like it
1: yeah Uh, what's the um obviously state championship is is something memorable what's what's a memorable moment that's not necessarily a win or a championship something that stands out as a is a marquee moment for tyler matthews (laughs) in a race car
4: yeah second place at the hickory car store i mean uh the state championship deal was cool running weekly and stuff like that um yeah that's probably the biggest win you know but to run second in the cars tour to that the way the competition is right now um i mean it's some of the best there is around you can't go run local and find that kind of competition uh i mean it's a big race every weekend you, you know you got those big marquee races that everyone goes to you like your sobo the uh big race there in langley the hampton heat and martinsville yeah. and stuff i mean the cars tour it's martinsville every weekend Right. You, better, you better bring your Martinsville stuff every weekend when you run car tour. So, I mean, anytime you go run up front there, it's always memorable. And to be that close to pulling off the win, um, I mean, that's a pretty memorable moment there.
1: Well, and I think the thing is too, is I had the opportunity to chat with Josh Berry at Florence back in February and pose the question that um, I had posed, posted on social media after he won the national championship. Cause Josh is the only guy to win a national championship in NASCAR and win a Cars Tour championship. And I posed the question, well, which is more difficult to win? They're two completely different scenarios on how you win a Cars Tour championship versus how you win a NASCAR championship. Even if it's a state level. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you were running, like you said, you ran two racetracks when you won your state. You yeah, ran... I think we had 42 starts that year.
6: Yeah. We, we started in mid March, yeah. ended the end of September with two weekends off. Yeah, that was it. Like so we run Saturday, Sunday, some shows. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: all right. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break here. Caution's out. We're going to sticker up, refuel, refuel with some Aquafina here, and we'll be back for a second segment with Tyler Matthews
5: and Doug Barefoot. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up official podcast to of the Cars tour. Get the
0: picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.TV. That's PitRow.TV. Don't change that channel.
5: and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour.
0: RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars,
5: 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. Need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations Durham and Roxboro, not just tires, auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at ThriftyTireOnline.com. The official Car Care Service Center, the official pit stop of the stickered up podcast. BST Bryant Shock Technology, providing
0: proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. VST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered
3: Up.
5: Stickered Up. This
3: is Daniel Silvestri, driver of the number 97 Bitcoin Chevrolet. You're listening to the Sticker Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn green flags back out
1: stickered up episode three we've got tyler matthews doug barefoot in studio and um round two here um some of you guys may or may not know that tyler was in the xfinity series for a little bit a little bit of time in the xfinity um and wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about that and and what that meant to you
4: yeah for sure uh so run a couple truck races uh then we ran I think i was going to run like three races with johnny because i mean every everybody runs late miles it's like what's next what are we doing next and yeah not that i'm that old but i was a little bit younger then so it's still one of those you want to make it one of those deals so uh set back and look at i actually took the year off late model stock racing because budget-wise kind of had to make a decision it's like what are we doing here um so we took that year off and we're going to run some xfinity races and uh it was fun um i mean it was fun but i don't know you could take what you do in late model stock on that kind of budget and run those handful of races like i did and i i have way more fun running the cars tour Uh, it's a professional show like we kind of talked about in the break uh kind of comparing the two types of deals everybody the hype around the car store right now feels like used to back in the day around that xfinity series and the the shows are run very similar like the car store puts out a schedule yeah we're going to show up at this time we're going to park trailers at this time we're opening the pits at this time tech closes now means same kind of deal we run xfinity there's your schedule this is what we're doing uh you knew what you got we're we're coming to the racetrack we're going to race we're not going to tell you on wednesday hey 30% 30% chance of rain or whatever. Not that the local tracks do that, but I right. mean, they obviously got to make business decisions. but you know, on this date, you're going to be at the racetrack. doesn't matter. Don't even look at the weather. Cause we're going to be there. And it's, I mean, it's gone good for them so far, but I mean, they're very professional shows, but run that Xfinity deal. Uh, I think I run like seven or eight races with Johnny and a couple with Mike Harmon. Um, they're good cars. Uh, there's different tiers of racing there. Obviously, yeah. uh, we all can't get in the eight car and go most and grass for Atlanta. <laughs> but uh I'm happy for Josh there coming out of Late yeah. Ross going and get those X- extended sure. rides. I mean, you can do it. Everybody runs up through the ladder to your uh what your arca and stuff like that yeah i mean you can get out of late mile stock if you can drive a late mile stock you can get out of it and go get an expanded car and be competitive you're gonna have to learn the aero deal uh i've never run arca and i guess unless you run those big super speedways the short track stuff's not really doing you any good because i mean it's just expensive late mile stock racing at that point right um but i mean you're gonna have to learn the aero but you can get out of that late mile stock and uh, then and josh is proving that right now i mean you can go run competitive. Uh, from late mile stock racing i mean that's a, i've ran those cars and i've ran the late mile stock and some of the best drivers through the field the late mile stock race in the car tour right now well, um, i mean
1: you look at someone like timothy peters yeah. who who runs full-time in the truck series and and he's kind of moonlighting coming back and running late miles in the cars tour because of that level of competition that's right and you know and, and again josh Berry an off weekend from his Xfinity deal. And where's he at? He's at Tri-County winning a 75-lap late model yeah, race.
4: And I promise he had more fun winning that 75-lap race than he did running Xfinity. I mean, that's an opportunity for him. That's awesome. Uh, but he probably would tell you he has more fun late model stock racing. Yeah. Just when you get up there at Xfinity, not the, the car store is not all business 100% of the time. Uh but you get up there at Xfinity, and when they say it's all business, it is all business. Yeah, you can have fun, but I mean, you don't get many of those opportunities, so you got to be locked in all weekend long. Same thing with the car store deal. Um, so
1: then you mean to tell me that in Xfinity you can't sit in the parking lot and no, Hampton and drink beer till three? You
6: o'clock cannot.
1: In the some people can. I cannot.
6: <laughs> uh, you don't listen to your crew yeah, chief when you go. Doug has anywhere. a sweet saying about how many hours of sleep you had to get. Yeah, for every 100 laps that you're going to race, you need one hour of sleep. So I've need. actually
4: heard this speech. Yeah,
6: he he tells me every time, and I was like, all
4: right, man, I'll see you. I'm going to bed. It's like 1030. But at Hickory, I did something different. The, at Florence, I don't think uh, anybody on my crew got very much sleep other than myself. And uh, But, I mean, I was calling in that morning. I was like, hey, uh, Spire going to make it to the racetrack type deal. Um, so I told him at Hickory, I'm like, look, I'm not going to bed until you go to bed. He was in bed at like... 11 30 12 o'clock so i mean it kind of worked out so uh I, but yeah i no, had to have a
1: chaperone yeah
4: i had chaperone I agree. so
1: i guess it um at orange county yeah so are gonna do the same, same thing. thing they're not you're not going to and, bed until they go to bed unless it's like past 12
4: and then i'm out i i can't stay up that late yeah. i'm an old man i'm usually in bed by like 8 30
6: Nothing wrong with that. I yeah, no, do the same no. thing. But yeah, they, I got two kids. I don't go to bed at eleven thirty, twelve. So I'm I'm pretty yeah, much good. every weekend. It. I'm not.
1: Well, let me ask you this. I know we're going to talk about Orange County here in a second, but what other races do you have penciled in or pinned in for the Cars Tour with Lee McCall in 2021?
4: Yeah. So uh, we we're we were going to run a couple, see how it went. Um, this is this whole deal of renting rides is new to us. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Hickory <laughs> went better. Then uh, Greenville Pickens did. Uh, we got the Orange County race, and I think we're for sure running Dominion. We ran, we had a really good race car there last year. Definitely Dominion. Um I think we're just kind of playing it by ear, seeing what works for schedule-wise. Uh, we're going to put another car together to try to run some, obviously, coastal plains. I mean, it's 10 minutes from the house. That's my, yeah. that's my home track there. And they had a pretty decent uh, late model turnout. Other week, so try to run some of those races. And Carteret's doing that five thousand to win for a handful of events, and obviously we're run well at Carteret in years past. So trying to get other Carteret names on the wall at Carteret. Yeah, yeah. Does that have any
1: stars behind it?
4: Yeah, it's got a few above it. Okay,
1: cool. I don't even remember. We've lost more races there than we've won. Well, the cool thing about what they do at Carteret for anybody that hasn't been is late model stock cars if you win they put your name on the front stretch wall and for every win after that they'll put a star so that you know how many people have won late model races yeah that's right and then you go there with the cars torn,
4: you don't run so great it's like hey i've won here before what's wrong with me but i don't know it's a cool deal that they do with the stars um but, felt, again,
1: I think that's just a testament to the level of competition. Oh, yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah. You, I mean, you see it week in and week out. You go to a track. I think the car store offers something for the local guys, yeah. some kind of thing with their points and tires yep. or something. Yep. But, I mean, I applaud what they're doing trying to get those guys to come out. But you just don't see many of them
1: take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I don't think are – uh, anyway, so. I mean, I think at Hickory the only, the only local they had was, was, was light. Yeah, and he didn't run great. Yeah, that, but. yeah, yeah,
4: but I think that that shows you you could you could be that uh, what is it for the top three in points to give yeah. tires. So you could be that guy that runs up front all weekend at your home track. Yeah, cars tour comes to town, and I mean you're a fifteenth place car. Well, the first and, and it's the,
1: a dog fight for fifteenth. I mean, it's well, I think the first year that the cars tour, for example, like when we talk about the first year the cars tour went to Carteret, had sixteen late models and fifteen broke the track record. Yeah,
4: that's right. I you held know. it I held it for one light one time. Uh <laughs> yeah. We had wrecked our car and I'd barred someone else, set track record in their car and then Connor Hall ended up breaking it. We were actually entered for that race and I uh, got a call on like a Wednesday to run a truck race. Okay. So we would entered that uh that first car store race at Carteret. Yeah. And uh Mike mittler he had a truck that I think the boy broke his arm on like Wednesday, he called to see if I wanted to drive it. So I come buy some tires, you could run it. it showed up. Uh, I told them I was big, so they were supposed to put the biggest seat they had in there. I mean, I don't think I'm huge. You're not a big guy. Yeah, but compared to race car drivers, I well, am. Well,
1: yeah, that's true.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, even the car I'm driving with Lee, he had a bigger driver in it, but I've peeled all the padding out of the seat. I've taken the seat cover off. Like, it's just metal and me because it takes all of me but to I get in. they have to that take the
1: seat. seat out for Doug to get in, all,
4: in there then. Yeah,
6: no. Nah, I didn't make like enough butter. I'd get in there.
4: Usually, your crew <laughs> guy will drive the car from one spot to the other, but I can't get any of them to drive. They're like, I can't fit in that seat. Like, ah. and you expect me to? Well, what that's the thought? thing,
1: Justin. Justin's like, hey, you want to jump? I'm like, nope. I said, I have no business being in that, yeah. in that race car and plus I don't think my badass could fit yeah. in the seat but
4: the, the, with that truck deal so I told them to put a big seat that it showed up and we had a porter power as a seat out on that thing oh wow yeah and that was right when the new truck motors come out we were down on power we come in I mean just weren't that fast but didn't really expect it to be that fast just one of those cool opportunities we were at Gateway and uh, they were talking about well uh, put a little front brake in it I was like you know what I thought about that like yeah I know put front brake in it Yeah, the problem is We have no bias adjuster in this truck. So Cam World truck doesn't have brake bias adjuster. During practice, they went under the dash and took the brake pedal apart to adjust brake bias. Yep. Oh, wow. Just give you some context of the different kind of trucks out there, I think it would take us like eight laps to pass another truck because they would just drive by me on the straightaway. We were really fast through the corners but had no motor. I think we were running like 12th, uh, racing for 11th or whatever in that truck, which was... A win for us, and then yeah. lost a cylinder. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Well, um, the biggest cars race as far as purse is, is on the horizon here. Uh, last weekend in April, uh, the Old North State National Preer uh, Tank Lines GSX wraps thirty thousand to win. Obviously, the next schedule next scheduled race for you guys. Talk a little bit about your experience at Orange County and, and what it's going to take for you to put that 41 in victory lane and maybe they will maybe buy some more races with lee mccall that's right that would be
4: nice (laughs) that would certainly i don't know at least you'd probably still be in the whole race and if you win every race (laughs) right? nowhere can you make any money but yeah so orange county that was one of those places i'd never been to um till we started running the car store deal i think we ran one car store race uh i was gonna run an xfinity car at Iowa. i was like let's go run this car store race in orange county you kind of run the top yeah you just get up on the wheel fast-paced track so uh went there and orange county is a blast it's one of those places kind of like hickory uh the same but different type deal yeah real rough real abrasive you can run the top you can run the bottom just save your tires but drive as hard as you can type deal yeah uh, you got plenty of options where you need to go to make your car work. Uh, It's one of those you're not bound up on got to be perfect running this line. Obviously, that's the line you want to run. You want your car good there, but you can move around during the race and help save tires, help make your car better. So it's a really fun racetrack, certainly a driver's track. Um, It's comparable to Hickory. I mean – I feel like anywhere you got to save tires and you could lose a baby in the racetrack. I but how
1: much do you holes. really – but that's the thing, like, that's the racetrack that I grew up going to. Um, my parents live literally five five minutes yeah. from the racetrack. And so that's where I grew up going to Orange County and South Boston every other weekend. And it's so fast but yet you still have to save tires i mean how do you how do you do that as a driver i mean is it is it the spotter in your ear saying hey we need to save a little we need to save a little because the pace of that race could get really fast
4: yeah it certainly can i mean i think we kind of saw that at hickory uh the pace started to slow down a little bit that we went and led some laps just because i felt not for for us i mean we were so good on old tires I knew that it didn't really matter the pace we were going to run it a yeah. hundred laps from now I think the pace it started to slow down more than I wanted it to I mm-hmm. mean if it slows down too much you're racing too many cars at the end of the race right so that's why I got out there in the lead and just kind of tried to stretch the field out a little bit and get some more people to uh, pick the pace up and I think we saw Deke do that he come up there and decided he wanted to set the pace and then I'd slow back down and just went back to riding but the pace has started getting a little too slow and then all of a sudden and looney he come from the back and i don't think he had a pace but wide open
1: man it's it's unfortunate i mean i don't i don't recall where you were at um and i wasn't i actually didn't see the wreck happen because i was kind of a little bit further back um watching uh finley and, and johnson but uh, were you able to see what happened there with the lap traffic with so Willy we and Bobby?
4: We were between the flag stand and getting into okay. end of one. Yeah. Whenever the whole deal happened, it was one. The car by the time we got to it, the cars were still sliding. Yeah. And my spotter had long enough to key up and say they're wrecking off a two, but it's like yeah. I'm off a two, like where right. And then they're right there. Um, which I you know I saw the replay. I don't know what the uh, ninety one. Yeah, it, Schaefer. Yeah, it looked like he kind of. It started sliding up the racetrack there, and like Looney was committed coming off the corner racing hard with Bobby right there and got into the 91. I mean, the situation he was in, it's like, what else do you do? You know,
1: I tell you, I think, you know, uh, Danny Willard, who's the race director, got a little bit of heat, but I challenge anybody that's in the grandstands or in the pits to make that make yeah. a call he in was that com- situation. He's th- committed at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's,
4: as close as he was, I don't think he was expecting to catch the 91 quite as fast as he did. It was like they probably get him on entry to three, but then all yeah. of a sudden he slipped, and there he is. And he was racing hard with Bobby as one of those deals where he was probably going to get, I don't know, the way the 91 slid up, if he didn't run through them, they were there was still going to be contact there. Yeah, I mean, they certainly weren't getting out of there clean. Um, it just happened so fast. And Hickory, everything happens fast. Yeah. Uh, especially at that point in the race uh i think bobby said in his interview like he kind of felt like it was go time and yeah well i think looney pushed a button long before that so he was getting all he could get he i think he felt like he had to stay in the lead right there uh or if he gave it up it was kind of good riddance to the 22 so he was doing all he can and the 91 just kind of lost a little bit right there and hey looney had nowhere to go
1: so <clears throat> that run at hickory um does it does it make you wanna go back and run the throwback race in, in July? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Because uh, you didn't mention as one of your potential Yeah. Well I mean it's
4: But you got you got a little you got it's a little race by race, business, race right? type deal. Uh,
1: so you know um, Maybe you can um your throwback scheme maybe graphic solution gsx yeah. wraps can help you throw back to what the car looked like when Doug, yeah, when know. you bought the car yeah. i don't know we, your I, first I, we, got,
4: we, I, we got lee mccall as a crew chief so i think we have a couple uh ideas on that one okay going back to going back to hickory um certainly a guy like that there's a lot of history behind him sure, so absolutely. we could probably do something pretty cool for him Yeah. Um, but we'll see how Orange County goes. You know, if we win that, we probably do something good for yeah. for Hickory. But just taking it race by race, certainly after that run, it's one of those you want to put yeah. back on the schedule. It's like, yep, we're going back to Hickory.
1: Do you like the Do you like the format for the Old North State Nationals with the qualifying races on Saturday night? With you know, basically, you know, they lock in the top five. And then you've got three qualifying races, a last chance race. Obviously, you, yeah. same situation as in Greenville. I mean, do you like that? Yeah. Uh, honestly, you I mean, don't It's to. another race. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. it, that's just the challenges that
4: turn at you. I don't really think about that. Yeah. Uh, what last year? Year before last? Year before last when I was at Orange County, that that was probably the first laps I ever led in a car. So I ran the LCQ,
6: yeah. led some laps. Yeah. Didn't win the LCQ, but I would we certainly just keep it a, with no comp cautions there. That's going to make it. Well, they're going well, to, have, control. to they're gonna
1: have, they're gonna have controlled cautions because of the tire deal. It'll be kind of like Greenville with the yeah. controlled caution right. so that you have the opportunity to come down and change yeah, the tires. Yeah, we, were, we weren't the greatest
4: at Greenville, and we were kind of off strategy one time. and uh,
1: Nobody well, was beating Josh Berry at Yeah, no, it didn't matter. Nobody. No, no. Nah,
4: nah. But we were. We got off strategy with everybody else just trying to work on the car, and one time they told me, like, all right, we're not pitting here, and I didn't think anybody else would pit come down – come off a of four everybody pits i'm like oh wow okay so yeah. we're, we're up here at the front like we're yeah. not pitting anymore
6: and yeah, we uh, had no business being up front yeah. but we were up yeah. it like, hey it was on the, you now dog. All, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like just hold on <laughs> this yeah. would be fun i was like
4: yeah okay 10-4 but yeah the spotter
6: could, definitely made his money yeah that restart. definitely spotter made
4: his money definitely yeah. old tires new tires i mean kind of like the xfinity deal like take tires don't take tires Does what do that, you want to
1: do do you think with the the experience that you've had in XFINITY does that give you an advantage in this situation? No.
4: Uh, The only time I think that would give you any kind of advantage would be like Rockingham where you're going to have to draft. But other than that
1: I mean it's racing. Speaking of is that a race that you guys could potentially put on the schedule if things continue to go well in October?
4: I don't know. It's one we certainly circled uh, out the door. Um, I know they had a little bit of concern with the tire and some speeds and stuff like that. I think it's one of those we'll just see how it goes. where we're at that point in the season. Sure. Um, I don't know. That's that's going to be an interesting one. Rockingham.
1: It's. Um. I was at both tire test and. Um, I commend them for wanting to do it. Yeah. I feel like. Well, they you know have- why they're doing it, right?
4: This is parking lot hotel. All right. Yeah. So the reason we're going to Rockingham, I don't know if Jack even knows this, but the the only reason we're going to Rockingham. Jack does not remember this, Jack I'm sure. Probably, There's he, no he way yeah, because he, he didn't put us on the pole either. That's right. So Jack was hanging out with old Doug in the parking lot. Where at? Uh, Greenville Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't that good. And uh, we are talking to Jack. He was hanging out in the parking lot. He probably stayed a little longer than he really wanted to. Drinking Pepsi's. I, yep. Drinking Pepsi's. Okay. Yeah. Him P- and Doug. Pepsi only. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Doug, they were just normal hotel conversation. Yeah. Doug's like, you know what? Uh, some awesome racetracks we should go to next year. We should <laughs> go to Rockingham. And Jack was like, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, at that point, the deal probably was already in the works because they had announced it like the next week or something like that. It was it, pretty, yeah, it I was pretty like close. A, it was
1: kind of a, a, like an
4: 11th hour deal. Right. Well, that's because Doug brought it up. Jack, so, Jack was like, yeah,
1: that's.
6: Jack, I call Jack him. was pondering it. He just needed somebody. To, With the, the yeah. confidence to say, so, hey, that's yeah. what we
1: need to do. So breaking news here yeah. on the Stickered Up podcast, yeah. Doug Barefoot is
6: the reason that yeah. the Cars Tour yep. is he, scheduled to go to Rocky He told Jack and Jack made it happen. That's yeah. the kind of man Jack is. I just don't want, when, when cars get tore up, I don't want to hear anything. But it,
1: well, well, he didn't
6: say we should go tear them
1: up. So he said we should did go you there. also want them to run many stocks? Uh, no. Because I'm gonna tell but you, but he
6: me, has a mini stock,
1: so that's gonna, a little bit are of you, a scheme. Are, are you going to race at Rockingham
6: in your mini stock if they still I, run the mini? stock? Absolutely not. I the car I won in a rifle from Brandon Clements. I do not feel comfortable hitting the wall at like Dylan or Kenley, yeah. let alone hitting there. No, yeah. no,
4: yeah. I'm Rockingham. That's a cool deal. If Doug wouldn't ever brought it up, we wouldn't have these problems. But we do. Jack was also going to put us on the pole the following day and we started like he pointed out on us. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. So I figured at that point when Jack didn't move us to the front of the field to take the green, we weren't going to Rockingham, but we're so
1: 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I mean, that's the kind of people Jack is, you know, you come with him with a concern or an idea and he'll do the best he can. You know, if he can't put you on the pole, he can't, but if we can go to Rockingham,
1: we'll go there too. You know, it's funny because, um, Jack and I have a, a great relationship, but it has not always been that way. Um, You know, three years ago, I was pretty, pretty um, involved with Craig Moore Racing, and and we had some, we had just some terrible bad luck. And, um, and me being me kind of made a, made a very bold statement at Carteret when we tore up a bunch of race cars.
4: Um you're why we don't go back there. Doug's why we're going to Rockham, you're why they don't go back to Carteret.
1: I don't think that is the case because <laughs> we went back to Carteret twice oh, after I had this conversation. Well, it took him a
6: little while. You're him, like
1: you remember yeah, what I said. Yeah, but but
6: let, think, next time let me know what you want to tell Jack and I'll make it happen yeah, for you. That's what you should have done right there.
1: Do you have Jack's cell phone number?
6: No, nah, I just catch him
4: in the parking lot. I'll He's gotta be coming lot. back from dinner and you gotta have a Pepsi and, you, and can, a Pepsi.
1: you can catch his ear. Yeah, absolutely. Um guys, I've had an absolute blast thank you guys so much for coming up and hanging out and um i'm, I'm i was pulling for you man bobby's a good buddy of mine but oh. man i really wanted to see you in at hickory and i don't mind i don't yeah, mind right. sharing that i um, joke
4: with doug because another friend from the parking lot bobby uh never really knew Bobby. Well, he has a
1: bromance with yeah mccarty well so. i gave him
4: a hard time on the radio so right there on the restart i, I told doug I was like look you got to decide what <laughs> horse you got i was like well, I, think I, you were to you, I think I told you
6: to, to hit him. Like If yeah. you don't hit him, you're going to be mad. But did. if you wreck him, you're not going to win the race. That like You've got to go in there. you got to rough him up. But if you wreck him, that is Danny's going to put you in the back Well, maybe so. you get
1: the opportunity to... Do it at Orange County yeah. for 30000 instead of 6000 Yeah,
4: hopefully they we're on the other side of the line. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, it, um, we've talked about it. We've hinted at it. It takes a, it takes a lot to get to the racetrack um, on weekends. I uh, want to give you the opportunity to thank the people that, that helped get you to the racetrack, sponsors, family, whoever it is. I want to give you the opportunity to thank them.
4: Yeah, certainly. Uh, really no way I can do it without my parents. I mean, they're my biggest supporters there uh, I mean, it's a big financial burden to go run late. Mom start racing or any kind of racing. Uh, it's one of those deals. We joke around, around the house. Cause we started out for the race and my mom used to complain how expensive that was. And look at us now, yeah. we run some expensive. I always tell her, I'm like, look, Ma, if you want to go birdwatch, birdwatching is expensive. Cause mm-hmm. if you're going to be the best birdwatcher, you are going have the best stuff. So right. it doesn't matter what you do. It's all expensive. So definitely couldn't do it out. My parents, my mom, my dad, uh, my whole family that supports me there. Uh, yeah, definitely Doug over over the years not leaving us after that third race. Um, yeah, he I don't know what what he, ha- he can't count that high I don't think, but we've uh we've had some good runs. Old Doug helping us out there. Uh then doris Garage are kinda a local sponsor to yeah. our Carteret County racetracks in uh Jacksonville area. They got a little garage right there on twenty four. Uh man, he's he's great for the racing community. Um one of those guys you ask him to do anything for you he'll do it yeah. uh, a friend of mine Tyler Horn runs Carter a. he started helping him sell his car just trying to get him up to speed and get him where he needs to be and help him any way he can so definitely Doris Garage and all that they do and uh, you know Solid Rock everything they do for everyone I feel like he's on everybody's race car uh it's that 41's got solid rock on the side of it he helps lee out and us in the seat there yeah uh i don't think they could we could run that deal without him and everything he does for the racing community obviously sponsors the tour he puts up a lot of money for a lot of people and that's awesome to see um you know just there's a lot of people that put a bunch of money into racing and yeah nobody could do it without them yeah
6: Doug, you got anybody you want to thank? Yeah, I would like to thank Bradley McCaskill with Graphics <laughs> Unlimited out yeah. of uh, what they're worth, Archer's it? Lodge, Archer's Lodge, North Carolina. His stickers are faster
4: than yours. Right?
6: No, yeah, I, I, I pre- that's just a quote. I, oh, I, I yeah. appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate Tyler kind of letting me hang around. I've enjoyed it. The day I got out of seat, I was ready to give up. Yeah. Uh, but I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed being a crew chief. Yeah. The family, I feel like I'm part of their family. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good, good fun run. Um, yeah. Ready to keep on. Doug's a backup driver. He's running a race
1: We just me. might just make, uh, sure, uh, yeah. make sure to bring a stick of margarine. He, so if we need to slide yeah. you in the yeah. seat. Yeah. You might he, need
6: a whole box. Yeah. On okay. He
1: was a little smaller back then. He ran yeah. a race for us. I, it was somewhere. I had a
4: football game yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, Friday night football game. Yeah, and they run oh, wow. Friday night at Southern National. And Doug actually got in the car and race. They gave me points for it and everything. I guess we just look alike okay yeah
6: stunt double there yeah well guys we're we're just as good at driving we don't look the same i'm just as good of a driver
1: (laughs) well look you guys are you guys are what make short track racing fun i appreciate you guys um coming in studio uh chatting with him man, like i said man this was awesome i really appreciate you guys coming in best of luck to you at orange county obviously we'll be there in a few weeks and um like i said man you win you're in you win you get to come back on so heck yeah um everybody we won't take the white flag we'll be back to wrap up episode three of stickered up you're listening to stickered
5: up podcast stickered up official podcast of the cars tour. Cars, cars tour, tour.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.TV. That's PitRow.TV. Don't change that channel.
5: Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at ThriftyTireOnline.com. The official Car Care Service Center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast.
0: RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia.
5: Delivery by truck. Part This is Kate Honeycutt, driving the number
3: four. Justin Johnson Racing Ford. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn.
1: White Flag Stickered Up Podcast. Just want to give you guys a quick heads up on what's queued up for the cars tour here in the month of April. The super late model stock cars will be back in action on April the 10th. They'll be in a dual race with the Super uh, Southern Super Series at Greenville Pick and Speedway. 150 green flag laps with controlled cautions. The Harrisonworkwares.com 150. Again, that's on April the 10th. And as we alluded to earlier, the Pureer Tank Lines, Old North State Nationals, presented by GSX Raps. That's a three-day event uh, starting on April the 23rd. 24th is qualifying night, and the uh, big races on Sunday, the 25th. Again, 200 green flag laps, controlled cautions, single car qualifying and heat races. Uh, obviously, we will preview the Pereer Tank Lines Old North State Nationals in our next episode of Stickered Up. Again, want to thank Tyler Matthews, Doug Barefoot for joining us in studio. Would not be possible without our friends at Solid Rock Carriers, RNS Race Cars, Thrifty Tire, BST Shocks, Pit Road TV, and obviously our friends here at Broadcast. Broadcasting experts. Um, This is Stephen Dunn with the Stickered Up podcast. Until next time.
5: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.